Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to a very special edition of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry, and with me, my good friend from Be More, Casey Kane. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We're recording this on Thanksgiving Day yes. 2020, and this will come out uh, most likely on Black Friday. Yeah. But uh, Casey, thank you for uh, spending a little bit of your holiday with me today for us to, to hop on this podcast together. My pleasure. We'll have some fun. And uh, yeah, man, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to having some fun with you, man. It's It's been a long time since I've, I feel like I've seen you last. We did do a podcast over uh, YouTube not too long ago uh, to promote your book that just came out. But it's like, I just feel like every day is kind of just like the same routine. And we're trying, we're like almost getting back to how it was in the, the start of the, the pandemic. So yeah. it's like, Mentally, I'm just trying to get back to that place to just, you know, power through each day. So this is definitely a welcome break, man. Yes, How about sure. yourself? I'm good. I'm really good. I, uh, I'm excited for this slate of college football games coming up this weekend. I love the Friday, uh, Black Friday, college football calendar. That's one of my favorites. You know, uh, they switch up the games. I wish they would be a little more consistent. So it would be like, all right. Every single Black Friday, it's going to be this game, you know, and then I could build that tradition in my head. I feel like they're kind of going that direction, like Auburn, Alabama. Is that Saturday or Friday? I think that I think that is. So I think uh, so today. I think it's the Egg Bowl. I think tomorrow it might be tomorrow. I want to say the Iron Bowl. Yeah, the Egg Bowl is like War Eagle play versus Roll Tide and all that type of thing. This weekend, traditionally. But it's like, I don't know, I feel like that Friday, you know, you could, someone could own that day and it always be like, oh, the, thanks, the day after Thanksgiving is always this game. But I feel like, you know, Michigan, Ohio State is usually this weekend, but it's not like, it sometimes jumps around Saturday, Friday, even Thursday night. Um, yeah. I remember West Virginia played Pitt in the backyard brawl. Thanksgiving night one time in like an icy conditions in Morgantown and like that would have been cool if they could own that spot but it feels like because of television scheduling there's no real consistency on if it's a Thursday Friday or Saturday game no I, I agree with you and, and it you know just like the NFL does they have games every year and so you're always you always know the Lions are going to play you always know the Cowboys are going to play to your point, it would be cool if like a Texas is going to play on Friday or, you know, an Alabama. Yeah, like, give just me a traditional every Friday after Thanksgiving. It's always going to be, even if it's like Arkansas versus Ole Miss. I don't care. Give me a game that's consistent over the years. Yeah, so I'm actually just – I'm pulling up the schedule right now, Casey. So I will tell you the games tomorrow, Iowa State versus Texas. We've got Nebraska versus Iowa. We've got Notre Dame versus North Carolina. We've got Oregon versus Oregon State. Yeah, I think the Iowa's – I think Texas always plays the day after, I feel like. I want to say. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so it looks like actually the Iron Bowl is Saturday. And I want to say, I thought the Egg Bowl between Mississippi State and Ole Miss was generally on Thanksgiving, but I guess I guess that's on Saturday as well. So, yeah. so we got got some games to enjoy tomorrow. Yeah, but. there's there's some decent games. I remember uh, Arkansas used to play. Um, maybe why I brought them up a second ago. It was cool. Like Arkansas would play on that Friday. I have a good memory of watching them play at their second stadium, which I always thought was cool. They had like a home in Fayetteville, and then they also had a second home in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium, which was like this um, like historic football stadium in Little Rock, and they would play one game a year there. And I remember one year they had like a big game that everyone was watching on a Friday. So like I don't know. I just feel like college football dropped the ball a little bit by not getting a consistent every, you know, every Saturday after Thanksgiving or every Friday after Thanksgiving, you're going to watch Arkansas at home against LSU or something, you know, that that would be tradition building because Thanksgiving is all about building traditions. And that's, right. I think that's how you build the audience. Even though we hate watching the Lions play because the Lions have been terrible over the year. It's a tradition. You at least yeah. know you're going to see, you know, the Lions and uh, maybe your team will get get pitted up against them and you'll get lucky. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm actually watching the Lions game right now. They're playing the Houston Texans. It's 13-7 to Houston and the second quarter just kicked off. So, yeah, it's you watch it because it's, it's tradition and you have it on in the background as you're making – you know, your Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. or you may just be hanging around. So it's just, it gives you this, this time of the year gives you good feelings. Like just a lot of memories, like tomorrow's going to be fun. Black Friday, watch the games in the background and to have that consistency, like you say, it would really just help to build a, you know, a better tradition. And I, I know the NCAA has been scrambling this year. The conferences have been scrambling because of the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, hopefully next year, they can start to kind of get that brand and, and that tradition back. But as we kind of look to this episode, Casey, the college football playoff rankings, they were were released a few nights ago. Number one, we had Alabama. Number two, Notre Dame, who's playing in the ACC this, this year, full schedule in the ACC. Then we have number three, Clemson, followed by number four, Ohio State, which rounds out the top four. Northwestern, Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern, is at number eight. And uh, making a lot of noise at 14, we have BYU. BYU is 14, and a lot of people feel as if they were the biggest snub. Casey, what are your thoughts kind of on the the list that I just unveiled to you? I know that BYU got the short end of the stick, right? Have you watched them play, and do you think that that was a very big snub that happened? So BYU, my thoughts on that program – First off, I love the Cougar. I love that BYU dancing Cougar. I love that dude or gal. They know how to dance, and they're really fun to watch. Every uh, every every so often, you'll see like video of them that goes viral. To get back to your point or your earlier question, BYU, it's there is some disrespect there because they're undefeated. They have the most wins out of any team on the list at nine and zero. And after the fact, the college football playoff committee chair Gary Barta said that the rankings that were revealed put BYU in that spot because of the strength of schedule 
And so that's why he feels as if they were ranked so low. If you look at the schedule they were going to have for this season prior to the pandemic, they were supposed to play Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota, Missouri, and Stanford on their schedule this season. So that's a good mix of Power 5 schools. And so they had to adjust and they had to put other teams on there, such as Houston. And then I want to say they played Boise State as well. Both of those games were on the road. Boise State State was ranked, and Utah blew them out. So they're playing with the schedule that they have on paper, and they're winning. And so I think that there is a little bit of disrespect that's thrown their way. Uh, they have a quarterback that is phenomenal this year. He's a Heisman contender. His name is Zach Wilson. Uh, he has 26 touchdowns. He's only thrown two interceptions. The offense overall is third in the nation in yards per play at 7.87. They're fourth in scoring at 47.6 points per game. And their defense ranks 12th nationally at 4.73 yards per play. So they're a well-rounded team. And they're, they're getting some shade because of the strength of schedule. But BYU has been consistent. I think they knocked off Wisconsin last year, I want to say. So like, They've got a good core there, and they're a good team. And I think to put them at 14, honestly, they're probably not going to get a, a whiff at the playoffs. At least put them up higher. Like, put them in the top 10 or put them at 11. Um, I just think the disrespect was real, Casey. Yeah, nothing we haven't seen any other year with uh, these, like, UCF teams and all that. You know, BYU, they're an independent I don't know if they're having trouble getting people to play them or what, but it's not something they can blame on their conference because it's not like they're UCF where they play in a conference that they can't really control their schedule. You know, obviously these schedules are made a long time out in advance, but BYU, I don't know, again, if they're having a hard time getting the big names on their schedule, but they should be trying to get a Notre Dame on there, trying to get someone in a power five, more power fives. You know, I don't see any power fives on their, on their uh, schedule. So you got to give me at least a power five, you know, beating up on Houston, Texas, San Antonio and Louisiana tech. It's not going to, it's not going to cut, it's not going to cut it for a national championship. And I just feel like, you know, people are upset about this. But, again, like, you have to play the talent. This win is Boise State, but you have to show me something a little bit more than that. I I, I cannot – I know there was a big tweet. I think Matt Leinert, who's like a big college football announcer right now, he got all mad. He's like, BYU is getting disrespectful, and it's kind of like trendy to say BYU got screwed. But – I cannot disagree with the fact that when you're not playing power five schools, it's just not enough to win all the games on your schedule. How many times do we need to have this debate? Enter any other team from any other year. You know, you can go back to those years that Boise State was crushing it and, you know, they'll they'll put them in a nice bowl game and maybe they'll get the W, but you're not going to compete for a national championship unless – your program has done its homework years in advance, and that's scheduling. And when you're an independent, such as BYU, you have more control over that. So they got to try better as a program. The AD, the administrators that are in the position to make this happen, they have to look. If, if, if we really want to compete for a national title, we've got to get Notre Dame on the schedule. 
We've got to get a couple of these West Coast Pac-12 schools in the mix. We've got to get maybe a Big 12, maybe an SEC on our schedule because at the end of the day, winning every game, while it's going to make us you know, ranked high, it's not going to get us over the edge as a program and win the national championship. I mean, I, I follow that line of thought, and I, I agree with you. I, I think that they that there needed to be some sort of consideration for the pandemic. I mean, because that original schedule that I just read to you, it had teams at Utah, which is in the, in the Pac-12. Michigan State is historically a good, decent team in the Big Ten, was supposed to be on the schedule this year. Arizona State, another Pac-12 team. Minnesota, everybody was rowing the boats last year in Minnesota, man. Uh, you know, top 10 team last year, Missouri, Stanford, like those were the teams. If they were able to play that schedule from this year, they yeah. would most definitely be at least in the top 10. If they were to, to run through that schedule and win, they would definitely be, you know, it would be a no brainer. They'd be in the playoffs. But this year, I mean, it looks like they're going to be scratching, you know, on the door, knocking on the door to get in. They probably won't get in at this point, but they won't. Uh, they will not get in, and they can blame it on the pandemic or whatever they want to do, but you're right. I mean, last year they definitely had a lot more Pac-12, even an SEC program on there. But, hey, man, I mean, you're still playing UMass. You're still scheduling teams like UMass and Idaho State. You got to you gotta do a little more. I know that you can have a, a couple minor programs on there to get your footing, but – you know, again, 2020 is a strange year and there's things that have been out of their control. And that is unfortunate that, you know, it is, it is, there is some blame to put on the pandemic for the BYU situation that they find themselves in. Now, on this same note, just we're talking about teams and uh, you were giving your thoughts and opinions on, you know, the AD needs to do a better job at scheduling and getting some, you know, some power five teams in the mix there on that schedule. I do want to take us down a path where we're looking at, maybe teams that were the biggest surprise for you this season? Because the season for some teams is, is already done, technically. Some, some teams are done just due to the reduced number of games that they were going to play this year. Were there any teams to you that stuck out as like a big surprise for you, one way or the other, positive or negative? I mean, definitely Cincinnati jumps out at me at 8-0. Their yeah. schedule maybe not as crazy, crazy as other you know, programs that are getting a top 10 ranking, you know, wins over Army, wins over SMU. They're nice. Pretty pretty generally soft schedule, though, overall. You know, they were supposed to play Temple, and that game, that game got canceled. But I think the Bearcats definitely have jumped out at me as a surprise. Yeah, and I'll stay in the American as well. A biggest surprise for me is a team 10 blocks away, Temple. Uh, they went one in six this year, which is the first losing season since 2014 when Matt Rule's Owls went six and six. I'll call six and six the losing record um, and during his second year, which was an improvement from the first year that he was with the Owls when they went two and six. But, uh, you know, in 2019, they went eight and five. Consistently, they, they have players that go to the NFL. Consistently, they have players that are drafted. And so, you know, that was a surprise that Temple would would play so poorly. Uh, certainly, Anthony Russo, the quarterback, he's been sidelined this year due to injury. And their star running back, starter uh, Ray Davis, he announced that he was transferring the fourth game of the season. He announced that. So, you know, certainly, you know, a lot of pieces were gone. I think they lost seven starters on the offensive side. I'm sorry, seven starters returned 
on the offense, but they lost eight starters from the defense. So, I mean, certainly there's a drop off there and it, it's understandable why they're uh, having some, some issues, but to go eight and five the year prior, then go one and six, to be honest, dude, I wouldn't even come back. I wouldn't be advocating to play football during COVID. I would have been like, look, we need to shut this down. Let's take a year, but good experience for the players. I'm sure to, you know, to get game experience, but that's a big surprise for me. Well, a one other big surprise, I will say on the negative side, one team that really disappointed. You, you got to look at LSU. They were supposed to be obviously a lot better. That one is not as surprising to me as as bad as Penn State has been. That was very, very surprising to see. You know, they have that weird Big Ten situation where they were going to play, not going to play, back and forth. They started to play, and now they're 0-5. I didn't think that would happen. I want to talk about both those teams, actually. So LSU, right now they're 3-3. Three and three. They had embarrassing losses to Mississippi State and Missouri. Uh, last year, as you know, they went 15-0. They won the national championship. Joe Burrow became a household name. His legend grew. But if we look at this year, so they lost 20 players to the NFL at the end of the 2019 season, including five first-round picks. They entered the fall camp this year with 31 players gone from their 2019 roster, which is insane. That's a lot to lose on one program. They lost, uh, I think, a defensive coordinator. They lost some coaches. So, you know, I, I didn't expect for them to be three and three, though, but that, that is a huge disappointment to your point. Minnesota would be a team that I'd be disappointed in as well. They were the darlings of the Big Ten. Everybody was rolling the boats. And to go two and three, right now they're fifth in the Big Ten West, that's a disappointment. But the biggest disappointment, like you said, has to be Penn State going 0 and 5. For the first time ever in their history, they're 0-5. Um, that's, that's insane for a school like Penn State where they live and die football. James Franklin's got to be real uncomfortable right now. Their head coach has got to be real uncomfortable. And getting back to Minnesota real quick, it's crazy. So the Minnesota-Wisconsin game was canceled due to the positive COVID-19 tests. And I did not know this. I just I found this out like yesterday that the cancellation ends the longest uninterrupted series in football history, in FBS history, yeah. with Minnesota and Wisconsin having played 113 years, man, from 1907 to 2019. I mean, you're talking about a series that went through a couple of world, world wars. <laughs> yeah, man. In Vietnam, like all this stuff that happens in, in history, you know? Yeah, that was a big that was a big one. Um, there was some interesting cancellations this year on the sports calendar, not just postponements, but actual just straight up cancellations. And my most surprising ones, not maybe the most surprising ones, but I think the 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 ones that have stuck with me the most that aren't you know we're gonna look back on the record books and look at twenty twenty. It's gonna there's going to be no asterisk like, okay, this was played in November. Like the Masters was moved. You're, you know, the Olympics weren't played, but they're going to allegedly be played in 2021. Um, I think the most two surprising ones that I think of off the top of my head that were just straight up canceled was Wimbledon, which is the biggest tennis match. I mean, they played the other majors in tennis, but, but Wimbledon straight up canceled. That was a shocker. I think it's been something like 
another one of those hundred plus year events. Oh, wow. Of course, early on in the pandemic, March Madness completely canceled. No final four. Those two were the tough ones to swallow. We were record. We actually had recorded a podcast right before March Madness. Um, it, it was like in early March, I want to say. I saw you, I w- yeah. and we were talking about it. Like I think a D three team had canceled their tournament, and um, we were just like, "Are, are they going to do that for March Madness?" And like, I wouldn't have ever thought that they would cancel something that's like a billion dollar industry, like that game, like that series of games. But they did, man. And, and when they did that, that's when I knew we were in for a long ride. Yeah. If they're canceling, canceling March Madness like that, it's crazy. So it, we're talking about cancellation. So to date, 60 games have been postponed. 34 are canceled due to COVID-19, <clears throat> which is crazy. I mean, they've certainly played a lot more than that. So it's a small number, I guess, relatively speaking. But I just, I just don't know if it was worth it. Like, I don't enjoy seeing games canceled like Minnesota, Wisconsin's already had three canceled games. Like, is it really worth it to be doing this right now? If I was a commissioner, if I was Kevin Warren, I would have never come back. I know people were making a lot of noise. They wanted to play, but it just, it's in the grand scheme of things, man. I just don't think that that was a good idea. And we're about to see how serious it's going to get here, you know, with this, making another wave this this virus but it just it's not enjoyable and it's it's crazy like coach Saban he tested positive again for COVID-19 he's not going to coach this game on Saturday against Auburn so it's just like like what are we doing here like this is crazy yeah I I know I can't believe they have fans in the stands that's what's really like I just I don't under I don't understand it, man. And like of course I love the game. We we both do. I love watching sports, live sports. But it's like I just hope we're not. Um, I hope these players that are getting COVID aren't having any sort of long term effects from the virus that we don't really know much about. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for Clemson, he was sick, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and he's he's been out for like three weeks as he recovers. But it just. I just hope we're we're not making a, a bad decision here, but there are games to enjoy certainly, and I, I'll certainly will watch them. I'm not gonna lie, I'll watch those games, but I just I, I hope that their safety and their health, you know, is really being looked at and looked after from the conferences and from the coaches and from you know the NCAA. Yeah, I just I just hope everybody stays safe, man. Yeah, I think a compromise would be like you know play the games as long as people are getting tested and tested and stuff and. You know, as a country, I think, or just as, like, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I know from, like, myself, especially with the NFL, like, I, like, really, really, really need those games right now. I feel like, like it's just really a comforting thing on a Sunday to watch watch the Red Zone channel, watch some football. So I think maybe a compromise would be, like, you know, do the testing, play the games, but maybe not have fans in the stands. It's maybe not the time right now. Um, I know they say, you know, when you're outdoors, it's – a lot less likely to, to spread it, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just safer that everyone stay home as much as possible. And just only the personnel that really needs to be there to make the game happen, be there. Uh, you know, it's tough to see stuff like what happened at Notre Dame where all those kids like marched the field and like, you know, just, just unnecessary right now. 
Well, and what's um, many people are getting admitted into the hospital and putting, you know, healthcare workers at risk. I feel like another reason why you, why I feel like they maybe shouldn't have come back is because we all want college football. And so these teams are playing. And so it's good experience for the players. Like some programs like temple have a bunch of freshmen play this year because they've had players that have been sick and they've had players that have opted out or whatever the case may be. Like that's good game experience that they can use for next season. But on the same token, if you're a coach, like you're, you're still being judged by this season. So a team like Temple who went one in six or one in seven, whatever it was, like that's going to leave a mark. If you're head coach Rod Carey or a program like that, where you have a bad season, you shorten the window for, you know, for like a losing season. So like, I know this is not normal circumstances, but the fact that they had a losing record this year, if they have a losing record next year, say everything is everything is cool with the, the virus, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. You still remember that you lost like this season. So it's like, are you shortening your your window of effectiveness at a program if you lose now and wanted to play now? It's like I wouldn't take that chance, man. I would have been like, look, we'll just pack it in and then next year we'll play. Like UConn, they didn't even play this year. So it's like maybe that was a smart thing to do because there's nothing to be judged against. But to have a losing record during pandemic time, I don't know that you're going to get much grace period. Yeah, from, I mean, that's it. You I, know? Well said. So the yeah, one thing I hate is the crowd noise that they pipe in in the NFL because it's like the timing is off. <laughs> so I would just advocate – why not just play the game? No fans, no crowd noise. I'm cool with me. I'm a minimalist type person. I just hate when you're watching like a Seahawks game and they're trying to like imitate the 12th man and it's like, <laughs> and then there's a 15-yard penalty. Like say the Seahawks are on offense and they're like, oh, and there's a 15-yard penalty on the defense. And then like, <laughs> it'll be like, you're <laughs> Like, oh, I got you. So, I fall. I hate it. But I got to run, man. It's Thanksgiving. I got to go. What else, dude? Let's wrap this up. So there we have it, everyone. That was my very special Black Friday edition of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you goes out to my good friend Casey Kane for jumping on the mic on Thanksgiving to record this episode. Hope you all enjoy the podcast. I am thankful for your, your support, for the downloads. For the following of this show, I appreciate you all. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving holiday, and I can't wait to talk to you again in the near future. But until that time, please stay safe. Please wash your hands, wear your masks, and socially distance yourselves from others. And hopefully, we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel very, very soon here. But until we meet again, hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickingsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.
Take care.